flinging the green and gold worldwide on the web at CentexSportsFan.com. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. It's a Big 12 Friday on the John Moore Show. Meyer outside the arc on the left side. West Virginia is going to back off. Big win. The Baylor Bears get a big win here in Morgantown over West Virginia tonight. Bears snap the losing skid at two. Bears win over the Mountaineers. 77-68 the final score. John, this was grit. This was determination. This was figure out a way to go do this on the road. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor. By Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. By the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com. And by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Harkless can run the baseline. Kansas by three. They get it into Groves. Back to Harkless. Four seconds. A 75-footer on the way. No good. No good. And Kansas will win it. 67 to 64. There's the drive for Marquise. Looking. Finds his man. Layup good for Nigel. Nigel Pack now with 16. And K-State is back in front. 66-65. Baugh's not guarded. Inbounds to Miles. Four seconds. Miles across midcourt. Two seconds. Left wing Baugh. Three-pointer at the buzzer. No good. Oklahoma State wins. The Cowboys score the final seven points. And Oklahoma State escapes with a 57-56 victory over TCU. Now for a look at this weekend's matchups in the Big 12 Conference from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Eric Sexton. Hi and welcome. John Morris Show on a Friday, a Big 12 Friday it is. Highlight cuts in the open courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. We are headed out this afternoon for Norman. Baylor and OU comes up Tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m., we'll visit with the color analyst for the Oklahoma Basketball Sports Network. That is Kevin Henry, one-time Baylor player, now works at OU and does radio alongside Toby Rowland. We'll catch up with Kevin Henry coming up in just a bit. Also heard highlight cuts courtesy of the Kansas Sports Network from Learfield. End of the game call as Kansas by three beat Oklahoma on Tuesday Christian Brown hit a three-pointer with, uh, I think, 11 seconds to go, and that was the difference. 67-64, the final score. Hands the Sooners their third consecutive loss in KU. Kansas just finds a way to win those close games uh, on the road like that one was, and they are now 4-1 and one in Big 12 Conference play. And that's something that they've always just been able to do. That's why they win that they had won until last year so many conference titles in a row you know they it's not like they weren't playing close games they had lots of close games they just found ways to pull it out that's why last year's big 12 championship was so special for the bears yeah. you know yeah. i mean obviously the national championship was more special but at the time when they clinched that big 12 championship that was a huge huge deal for for the team and the fans yeah very much so so uh, Kansas, Brian Haney with that call. Also, uh, Wyatt Thompson with a call, courtesy of the K-State Sports Network from Learfield. Kansas State, uh, Nigel Pack, the uh, layup that provided the winning points as the Wildcats win over 
uh, over um, uh, Texas. Uh, final score in that game was 66-65. to 65. One-point win in Austin for K-State. Winners of uh, two in a row. They beat Tech and then bounced back and beat Texas. So K-State uh, tied now at the bottom of the Big 12 standings at two and four, but winners of uh, two straight over two good teams, Texas Tech and Texas. Then uh, you heard Dave Hunziker with the call, courtesy of the Cowboys Sports Network from Learfield. Oklahoma State with the win on uh, on Wednesday. That game was uh, over TCU, 57-56. One-point game, tight game in Stillwater. Cowboys win it, and Oklahoma State with the win gets to 3-3 uh, three and three in Big 12 conference play. So we'll look at tomorrow's games in the league, full schedule of games. Uh, look at the matchups, uh, some really uh, good matchups uh, again tomorrow. Uh, really, Aaron, every night or every day that there are games in the Big 12, you can say there are good matchups. Yeah, right? it, it, There's it, not a game we're not going to – not a day where you're not going to get that. It's the strongest conference in the nation. I don't think there's any question about that. I think everyone um, is in the Ken Palm top 75. I think all – I heard, teams. I heard yesterday top fifty, top sixty-four. Oh, okay, is yeah. what I heard yesterday. I, I, I yeah. knew it. I knew it was top seventy-five. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no conference that it's even close. No, there's really and, not. And you know, at the top of the conference, you've got Baylor, who's been number one, number five right now. And and you know, you've got Tech coming on. Texas is going to be good. They'll get it figured out, and they're going to beat some people. And like Kansas State. You know, yeah, I mean, exactly beating Texas and Tech back to back. That's that's a, that's an incredible run right there. It's just every night you better be prepared because uh, there's no there's no easy games. Yeah, if Kansas State is the at the bottom of the league, it's a good league because yes. <laughs> again they just beat Tech and Texas back to back. So shows you how good the league is top to bottom. That really uh, really goes without saying. Uh, how about this uh, side note here? Uh, interesting story. Um, so, you know, when Texas Tech plays Texas, um, those are going to be big games because of Chris Beard's defection right, from, right. from Lubbock to Austin. I uh, saw this story uh, just this morning. A Texas Tech fan has uh, found the code. <laughs> did you see this? I did. <laughs> to buy Texas basketball tickets in Austin. So for the Tech game in Austin, they are planning what's called Operation Austin Takeover, <laughs> and they're trying to get Tech fans to buy up as many tickets as they can using the Texas code to get in and buy the tickets. That's so great. Isn't that I, interesting? I, wouldn't it be great to see a bunch of black and red, and, <laughs> you know, because it's going to be a TV game. Oh, yeah. Just to see a ton of black and red for a Texas home game would be would just make my day. Yeah, isn't that great? So uh, you knew that the Texas game in Lubbock would be, you know, highly charged, but now it looks like the game between the two in Austin will be as well. So so that'll be fun when that one comes around. All right, we'll look around the Big 12. Uh, we'll talk to Kevin Henry, preview Baylor OU coming up tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Uh, as we said, uh, we're leaving this afternoon, flying up to Norman and uh, they're at a uh, a really nice uh, Embassy Suites. Aaron, do you do you like Embassy Suites? Do you stay in those very often? I've stayed in it, <laughs> Embassy Suites once, I think, okay. but it, it's very nice. Yeah, yeah. it is nice. Uh, we Whenever we land in one of those, and normally in Norman, uh, it, it is this one, and it's just, I, I just like it. The layout it's of like the rooms a little, It's everything. like a mini apartment. It is. It really is. So you've almost have the the uh, sitting area, you know, out there, and then back in the bedroom area. So 
really nice. Maybe I'm making too much out of it, but uh, looking forward to the embassy suites in Norman. No, it's it's a big thing to have a nice <laughs> hotel room. It really yeah. is because I, I spent a lot of years going to Vegas to play uh, in the World Series of Poker, and yeah. I stayed at quite a few different ones. And when you you're at one that's less than you know <laughs> less than you uh, wanted it to be, it it, it affects things you know what i mean it affects your mood it affects your sleep sometimes because so you want to it's nice to be in a nice hotel room yeah so it's nice it's really good and now this isn't a factor when i'm traveling with baylor because we have the meals but uh if you stay at an embassy suites they they dish up a really nice breakfast that goes with the room it's complimentary so really good Free food, always a great bonus. (laughs) That is right. This segment brought to you by Embassy Suites. Uh, No, we won't get anything for it. But looking forward to the trip, looking forward to Baylor, and OU comes up tomorrow in Norman. 1.30 airtime, 2 o'clock tip-off tomorrow for the Bears and the Sooners. And uh, for the women, big game on Sunday. Big game. 15th-ranked Baylor hosting number 7 Iowa State. Uh, and uh, it's a top 15 showdown, quite obviously. Baylor, uh, Iowa State, with the loss earlier this week, is 5-1, and one, and Baylor is sitting at 2-2. Two and two. So think about this, If uh, and Tom Barfield said this this morning, if Baylor beats Iowa State, they are tied in the loss column. Baylor will have two fewer games played, but they're sitting at two, uh, two losses, both of them, and uh, so, really, to get Iowa State on the home floor in the Farrell Center, this is a big game coming up on Sunday. It is, and it's. I think it's coming at a great time for Baylor, coming off the uh, comeback over Kansas and then the uh, win over Oklahoma State. It looks like they're kind of getting things right, and if they could put it all together and beat, o- uh, excuse me, beat Iowa State, I, I think that that pretends to a, a great finish to the season. Yeah, I think so too. So great test there, great opportunity. Coach Collin wants to uh, fill the Farrell Center, get as many people, uh, Baylor fans, as she can into the Farrell Center on Sunday. In fact, we talked about that on the Baylor Coaches Show last night with Nikki Collin and then Scott Drew. Tell you some of that when we come back. Take a break. Be back with more right after this break. Check weather and have more. John Morris Show on a Friday, brought to you in part by... DMRA Fine Jewelers, just testing you, 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. Back with us, John Morris Show on a Friday, the Rob Sellers funky bump of the day, and Aaron's trying to figure it out. How about Aretha Franklin and the Friendship Train is what that is. Nice, yeah. Aretha Franklin. I don't get stumped much when it comes to music, but I I didn't know that one. (laughs) Great song, though. Very good. There you go. Rob Sellers funky bump of the day on this Friday afternoon and uh, never can go wrong with Aretha Franklin. Back with us, John Morris, Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuels Studios. Allen Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. On the web at allensamuelsdcj.com. 
Aaron, uh, fun night last night uh, for the Baylor Coaches Show at Rudy's, our first of the spring semester. And what a great lineup for the first show of the semester. Uh, we had Nikki Collin on from 6 to 6.30, and then Scott Drew, 6.30 to 7. So the two head coaches for Baylor basketball with us on the Coaches Show last night. And it was just great. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, even if I was just sitting there watching, it was a great show or listening uh, Nikki is just so easy to talk to. She's got great stories. For example, the game this Sunday versus Iowa State, the promotion is We Back Pat, uh, meaning Pat Summit, mm-hmm. and support for her and breast cancer awareness. And uh, she told a couple of stories about when she was coaching at Arkansas and they played against Pat Summit in Thompson Bowling Arena in Knoxville and actually beat them once on a senior day. They went into Knoxville and won on Tennessee's senior day when Pat Summit was coaching. That doesn't happen a lot. Exactly. Just in case exactly. anybody was wondering, that did <laughs> right. not happen a lot while Coach Pat Summit was co- was coaching. Right. So great respect for her and uh, great to honor her in this way with the We Back Pat game coming up on Sunday. Uh, another uh, home game that is uh, down the road is, I can't remember who it is, I think Oklahoma. It's February 2nd, whoever that is on, on uh, February 2nd. But that one will be a gold out in the Farrell Center. And uh, Coach Collin was talking about uh, the gold um, uh, blazer she wore at the game. Did you notice that? On, tu- on Wednesday it was uh, when Baylor beat Oklahoma State. The, the coaches and staff all wore shirts that had a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King on it, which is really cool. Uh, both teams did that, but then Nikki uh, accented that with a gold blazer over it, and she told the story of when she got the Baylor job, she didn't have much green and gold, and her husband, Tom, went shopping for her. <laughs> and so Tom gets credit for this gold blazer, and then she went on to say that there are other things that Tom bought that are in a closet that probably will never see the light of day. <laughs> but the gold blazer did. The gold blazer was the uh, highlight of that shopping excursion. So well done, Tom. You get credit for that. And uh, and then the gold out is coming up February 2nd for the Baylor women in the Farrell Center. They play Iowa State this Saturday. Big game. We talked about that. Uh, and then Coach Drew came in with us, just bouncing off the walls, a lot of energy. Uh, I asked both of them, it was a good opportunity to ask them about the uh, the documentary series being shot, Our Time. It's on Big 12 now on ESPN+. And they both basically said the good, the same thing, that sometimes, you know, it's, it's, you wouldn't, sometimes you don't necessarily want a camera around and a mic on, you know, all the time. But it's great exposure for the programs, and it's really great to show the quality of people we have in the Baylor program. Uh, programs, plural, both men's and women's. So they both agreed with that. And the crew was there last night, so maybe in an upcoming episode of Our Time, you'll see some of the uh, coaches show from Rudy's last night um, for, with Nikki Collin and Scott Drew there. Yeah, it's just both Coach Collin and Coach Drew are both so personal and so energetic and so positive and and you can see it it's reflected in the players too you know because they're all the same way it's just really really nice and it, it's a lot of fun you know uh, when when they talk about culture of joy they mean it yeah and you can see it yeah and uh you know great the way the programs interact with each other you know the synergy between the programs is just outstanding and 
Uh, it's great. I think it's a benefit to both of them and really great for Baylor fans also to, uh, you know, you don't have to choose one or the other. You can support both programs and, you know, support uh, all the sports at Baylor for sure. Speaking of other sports, um, uh, men's tennis opened their spring schedule, a 6-1 win over Nebraska yesterday. They added a match. You know, they had three postponed last week, probably will be canceled. But they added a match against Creighton a couple of days ago and won that one 7-0. So men's tennis off to a uh, 2-0 start to the spring schedule. And Michael Woodson, the head coach for Baylor men's tennis, and Felicia Mulkey, the acrobatics and tumbling head coach, will be our guests on our next Baylor Coaches Show that is Thursday, February 3rd, so put it on your calendar and hope you can join us live at Rudy's on February 3rd for our next Baylor Coaches Show. All right, uh, let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Kevin Henry, former Baylor basketball standout, now the color analyst for the OU basketball broadcast, works alongside Toby Rowland. Kevin uh, has a very high-ranking uh, job in the athletic, direct, uh, athletic department there at Oklahoma. We'll get him to tell us about that and visit with him about the matchup tomorrow, Baylor and OU. Stay with us. We'll have that when we come back. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, and the Allen Samuels Studios. And we're back after this here on ESPN Central Texas. Come sweeping down the plain, and the waving wheat can sure smell sweet when the wind comes right behind the rain. Oklahoma, every night, my honey lamb and I. Well done, Aaron. Fitting uh, rejoin as we uh, we go to Oklahoma, north of the Red River. The wind comes whipping down the plane, and that is absolutely accurate. We welcome in Kevin Henry, color analyst for the for the Oklahoma basketball radio broadcast. And uh, Kevin, can you confirm or deny that that version of Oklahoma that's uh, that's Joe Castiglione singing that one? Is that right? <laughs> you know, that's a that's a good one, man. I was glad that y'all played that because. Uh, all the kids in elementary school up here, they have a, a, a deal, an event, where they all meet inside Lloyd Noble and they uh, do like a concert-type deal, and, and they get to sing that song. That's like the last uh, song that they sing for that event. So, it, it, And they do it for elementary school kids, and when our kiddos moved up here, that's was, that was their age. So they are, both of our kids have got a chance to do that. Very cool. Hey, that's great. Well, classic, really, uh, from the musical Oklahoma. So I uh, thought that would be fitting to bring you in with. And, hey, appreciate you being on with us. How you doing on this Friday afternoon? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. You bet. Looking forward to the game tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure you guys or, or the team, the Oklahoma team, is is ready to get back on the floor. Uh, played so well against Kansas the other night. Came up three points short. And and just knowing or watching Porter Mosier a little bit, I'm guessing they want to get back out there when, as soon as they can. Absolutely. You know, not only did we come up short against Kansas and just a, a tough fought game, you know, we – we lost in overtime to TCU the weekend before, and so it's just been a, a it's typical Big Twelve basketball, and it's just so tough and physical, and, and you know it's why we all we all say it's the best league in America, and uh, yeah, whenever you have games like like this, and you know ninety percent of the games come down to a possession or two, um, when you have those, you do come up short. You want to get back and play. You want to run it back as soon as possible. 
Yeah, do, have you noticed this year, I mean, we do say that every year, that the Big 12 is the best basketball conference in the country, and and most often that is factual, but this year, man, I, I don't know anybody that would have a debate with it at all. No, I, it's just top to bottom. There's just no rocking chair games at all. There's there's no easy, you know, easy wins that you look at the schedule and think that that's going to be an easy one or whatever, and um, just top to bottom, there's so many good teams. There's so many great coaches, and so every time you take the floor, every time fans, we talk about it on on the air. It's it's like when you're watching or listening to these games, and you see these these two heavyweight uh, teams and heavyweight coaches are, are going at it, and it's 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 really a chess match. I mean, yeah. think about the the coaches that you have in this league, and the players, and the veterans, and and, uh, you know, all of that stuff added up. I mean, it is really just masterful to watch all of the all the teams play almost any given night. Yeah, great coaches in this league, too. And we lost one in Lon Kruger as he retired, but in steps Porter Mosier. Uh, I, I, uh, tell me this, a little different in personality between those two? Is that one of the, one of the differences? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit, you know. <laughs> But I tell you, Porter's, Porter's great, and he's going to be terrific. And, and I just – I love this team. I, I love his energy. Um, he's he's brought a great staff in with his uh, assistant coaches and just the other player personnel that, that he's brought in. Just unbelievable group. And, and uh, so I'm excited for him. The future looks bright for OU men's basketball. Seemed like a great hire, really, is to get him from uh, Loyola, Chicago. And uh, I think Toby told us this uh, before the first meeting this year, not long ago, about two weeks ago, Baylor in Oklahoma, that now at OU you've got two coaches that kind of have the same uh, personalities, a little tightly wound, uh, Porter Mosier with basketball, and Brent Venables, the new head coach for football. You could trade. They could trade places, and I don't think anybody would know the difference. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, uh, pretty intense on the sidelines, isn't he? Oh, no question. No no question about it. And there's just, you know, I mean, one, it's his personality. You know, I mean, just, just the way he was brought up, the way that he was uh, taught to coach himself and, and him as a player. But the other part of that is he's got so much to inject into this uh, new team. And when you when you have so much to share, you got to get it all across to him. And, and he wants to do it all in one day and all in one week and things like that. So he is going, you know, 100 miles per hour um, nonstop just to get all the information to the guys. And and I mean, he's he's doing it in a smart way, of course. But, man, he's he's just throwing so much stuff at him that, that it's good. And you watch a practice. I, I'm, I'm thrilled every time I get a chance to to get away from the office and go over to the the uh, practice gym and watch these guys work out and and just I learn a ton. Everybody that I bring over there to, to watch practice with me learns a ton and and it's 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 good stuff. A lot of good stuff going on in those practice gyms over there. Kevin, you mentioned uh, get away from the office. Tell everybody about your uh, your day job, your your full time job there at OU. Sure, sure. I'm 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 a fundraiser, so I work in our development office, and uh, you know. John, I mean, I, I've told a lot of my friends and, and, and folks in Waco, and I miss every single one of them. So every every time I speak to you guys, I always tell everybody I said hello, and I enjoy coming back to Waco as, as few chances as we get, but I really enjoy coming back. But when I moved up here uh, with our family, it was uh, marketing, community relations type work that they uh, had available and thought, thought I would be a good fit for. And I did that for a couple of years, and after about, I don't know, six or eight months on that job, 
Um, Joe Castiglione, our athletics director, and some of the other folks in the athletic department thought it'd be a good idea for me to slide over, transition to more of a development role, fundraising role. Um, As you know, every college right now is in a real building phase with all sorts of projects. And so we have a lot of stuff that we want to fundraise for, like everybody. And it just takes uh, having boots on the ground and, and people out there to have these conversations. And so Joe and, and the rest of his senior staff asked if I would be interested in moving over. And of course I said, yes, and I'm, I'm glad to help out in whatever way. So I've uh, been doing fundraising for the last four or five years and it's been, it's been terrific. Been had a chance to really meet some of our, our neat donors and, and you guys know the brand of OU stretches, you know, corner to corner, state to state um, around here and, and even international. I mean, we've, we've gone on, uh, trips overseas and, and there's been somebody with an OU shirt and you, you walk up to them and you say boomer and they say sooner back to you and it's a real neat deal uh, for me to get a chance to, to do this type of work. Really cool that's great. How does it work there do you are, are do you um, uh, develop uh, you know clientele and fundraise strictly for athletics or is it just across the board? No, it's we're we're I work for the center club, so we are the athletic okay, arm gotcha. of our fundraising. Yep. So gotcha. we go out and raise money for all our uh, facility projects, uh, scholarship endowments, um, those sort of sorts of things for athletics. And so there's other folks that do all the stuff for campus and the College of Ed and you know the engineering school and things like that. But I work in our uh, our center club, which is the fundraising arm for athletics. Very good. Very good. Like Nick Florence. Nick Florence has a similar role here at Baylor. Uh, Kevin exactly. Henry, our guest. Uh, Kevin uh, works at Oklahoma University and does uh, color on the basketball broadcast, works along- alongside Toby Rowland, former Baylor basketball player as well. And I had this thought, you're a good guy to ask this question. Uh, you transferred to Baylor from New Mexico and then finished your playing career here. What do you think about the portal and, and how easy it is to transfer these days? You know, John, it's funny you ask that because not a day goes by that, you know, transfer portal and NIL and all these different things, you know, pop up and, and it's just topics of conversation. And, you know, the world has changed. College athletics has changed uh, dramatically in the last 20 years or so. And so, you know, it's, it's, diff- it's a different world that we live in. And I get it to a certain extent that, you know, student athletes need to have some, some rights and, and uh, the ability to, to capitalize on those rights. But then it also, it, it kind of puts, it puts the colleges in a, in a tough spot too, because, you know, guys can come and go yeah. and, and move around a little bit. And it, and it almost creates sort of a free agency, um, if you will, for, for players, especially in football and men's basketball. So um, it, it's a, we're in a challenging time right now with, with college athletics and, NCAA talks and stuff like that but and so I I think it's just um, it's going to take some time to get sorted out and you know I don't know if one is worse than the other as far as like transfer portal and NIL Um, and I don't know if one time is is worse or better than the other as far as you know back in the day like when I played versus versus now Uh, but I think it's just it's one of those things where time will tell and I think there's going to have to be some reform that goes on and, and some more constitution behind it and i think you just it just takes time and this everything is so new that it's just it's it's blindsided everybody in in a in a fast way so it's just going to take time to to tell 
on all these types of things. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good input. What about uh, one of the guys that, that is a transfer to OU, a guy that uh, a lot of folks here remember and know is Moji Gibson uh, out of University High School to North Texas and then North Texas to Oklahoma. He is uh, He's having a nice finish to his career there, isn't he? He's done great. And, and, you know, a few years ago we went and played in North Texas um, in Denton. And Mo, Mo was on that team, and he had a great game against us. And I think he scored 21. <laughs> and this is part of back, – back to your previous question, this is part of the deal. I mean, if you go and do well at a mid-major school, you're going to have – your phone's going to be ringing from, from schools all over, from Power 5 schools. And so you don't want to fault those guys for exploring opportunities and having a chance. And, and we've benefited in a great way. You know, not just with Gibson, but from other guys over the last, you know, three or four or five years. So, uh, but Mo's doing great. We're we're so glad to have him. He can really shoot the basketball. Probably one of the hardest working guys on the team. He's an upperclassman, so we count him as a veteran, um, especially with a new staff and a lot of new guys. Nine new guys. I mean, he's got to be one of those one of those steady guys for us. And so he, Elijah Harkless, have done a really good job of uh, building that continuity with the new guys and obviously new staff. So. We're glad to have Mo. He's he's a he's a shooter. Um, he's a scorer. You know, the, any given night he can run off you know four, five, six threes. He can he can go off for twenty points, and so he's a, he's a good player to have. A final thought from you. Uh, what do you remember from the first meeting? This is kind of a quick turnaround from the first meeting to the second for Baylor in Oklahoma. Uh, January 4th was the game here in Waco. Baylor won it 84-74. to 74. What, what stands out in your mind from that game, you know, that might be uh, similar or different when we meet again tomorrow? Well, the thing about it, John, there's been so many games this year that the Sooners have been in to where they were close early, and then they let a run stretch them out and, and stretch out the, the, the margin with the other team. And so I remember uh, Baylor went on a run, and you guys stretched your lead out, and we had to fight so hard to get back in that game, but we did. And we did that against Kansas. We did that against TC. I mean, we've done that in several games, but um, just the thing is you have to be able to withstand the other team's run. Don't let them go on an 8- or 10- or 12-point run because that really – you know, if you're in a three-point game and a team goes on a 12-point run, it can almost put it out of hand depending on what it is. But um, we, we've got to stay stay tight, you know, keep that margin um, low. And we stayed tight there at the end um, with you guys. And I think we had a shot or two um, there, you know, late in the, in the second half. But, you know, you miss that shot and then you give up a bucket on the other end. Then you come down and miss again. Then you have to foul. And then that's when it gets to be a 10-point game. And so I think that game uh, you know, a few weeks ago was a lot closer than 10 than a lot of people may remember or realize, but it still was a ten point win for for you guys, and and we gotta we gotta withstand those runs. Yeah, that that's the one that, thing that I remember. That wasn't a ten point game. I mean, that was the final score, but it was more like a, a three or four or five point game, right? The way uh, that Oklahoma kept themselves in the game. Absolutely, and and we've had those. We've came up on the short end of those lately, and we won those. I mean, we had those close games early on against some really good teams and I think we've surprised some people and Porter surprised some people with this team a lot of people are getting behind this group but um, we got to win those and, and I, there's no Porter always says it we're not about moral victories and things like that you know we lost the game and, and that's that's what you, you got to just learn from it and bounce back and don't let one loss lead to another one you can't take this loss in vain let's move on let's get better and uh, try to get the next one I got you Hey, man, I appreciate your time. It's great to talk to you, and I will see you at the Lloyd Noble Center tomorrow. Look forward to it. 
Sounds good, John. Thank All you. Right, Thanks very much. Uh, be safe. Kevin Henry works uh, for the athletic department uh, in development there at Oklahoma and also does color on the radio broadcast for basketball alongside Toby Rowland. So we'll see Kevin uh, front and center press row tomorrow in the Lloyd Noble Center as the Bears take on the Sooners on the air at 1.30 tomorrow to uh, tip off at 2 o'clock right here on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. So what do you think of their new coach? Porter Mosier? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know him except to watch tape of him, watch him on the sidelines. Like I said, and I said it to Kevin, he's tightly wound. I right. mean, he is yeah, pretty Yeah, and I didn't intense. mean it, you know, I, I didn't mean, you know, I didn't mean, and you know I'm not asking you to say anything uh-huh. negative, but uh-huh. I'm just like, you know, he's obviously very, very confident, which I would want yeah. in a coach, yeah. which our, our coach Drew is too. Sure. Just in a different way. Right. But you know that coach Drew is supremely confident going into – Pretty much every – well, not pretty much. Supremely confident going into every game that they play. You have to be, don't you? Yeah. If you're a successful He's coach. He's just not as outward about it right, as Coach right. Moser is. That, I got you. that was kind of what I was I got you. looking yeah. at, you know. And, true. and you've you got to see him close up during the game, yeah. you know. And, and probably a, a little bit before that, I know I mean, you didn't get to see any of the live games, yeah. you know, at his previous stop before Oklahoma. But it's uh, he's, a, he's a character. Yeah, he is. <laughs> And and such a departure from Lon Lon Kruger, who was there before. That was kind of another reason why I ask. You right. know, Lon Kruger is the old school, yeah, stoic. You know, he's going to be in the hall, uh, college basketball Hall of Fame eventually, and yeah. and uh, and it Porter Moser is just like uh, the complete opposite yeah. kind of. Yeah, just different, just different personality. Right. Not in a bad way. Not but. bad at all. Not at all. Lon, here's here's uh, Lon Kruger. Uh, we're playing up there. And he just comes wandering out of the locker room, and he'll come out, you know, and and uh, sit down in the seats behind press row, and he's just sitting there. And I go over and introduce myself and say hi to him, and we have a nice conversation. Then Toby sits down, and they record their pregame, just sitting right out there. And uh, you know, he's just very, very casual, you know, before the game. There's not many coaches that do that. Bob Huggins does. Bob Huggins comes out before the game, and he'll sit right in the radio spot and record his pregame there. But other than that, there aren't many coaches who'll just wander out there in pregame. That is still something that I find really amusing and really awesome uh, is how good of friends that Coach Huggins and Coach Drew are. Yeah, yeah. Just, just polar opposite personalities. <laughs> but I mean, I've noticed that in my own life and in general growing up that you see a lot of people like that. You know, you don't want to surround yourself. Some people do, but most people don't surround themselves with people just like themselves, sure. you know. Good point. Yeah. And and yeah, I mean they're they have a lot in common. They're both very positive and very upbeat, but their coaching styles are completely different. Their personalities are completely different. Yeah. And yet they're very good friends off the court. I, I just like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. All right, great to visit with Kevin Henry. Appreciate him. Uh, as we were talking, I was looking at tomorrow's schedule. Let's take a break, and we'll look at the entire schedule in the Big 12 tomorrow. But how about this? Every game on the men's side tomorrow has a ranked team in the matchup. There are no, there are no ranked versus ranked, but every game, and there's five of them, has a ranked team in there. So that right there. And and I think I'm safe in saying uh, I'd be surprised if every one of those ranked teams wins tomorrow. You know? I would be shocked. Yeah, talking about <laughs> the strength of the league top to bottom. So we'll look at the entire schedule of tomorrow in the Big 12 when we come back. Appreciate Kevin Henry being on with us. I know a lot of you remember him from his time, he and his family's time here in Waco. 
Take a break and be right back. John Morris, Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuels Studios. Allen Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business on the web at allensamuelsdcj.com. Sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Back with us, final segment, John Morris Show on this Friday afternoon. Little Bill Withers brings us into our final segment. It is a lovely day and uh, actually warming up the next couple of days. You see that, Aaron? Um, going to be uh, in the 60s tomorrow or Sunday. Not a lot, but warming up a little bit. I can't wait. I love our Yeehaw Texas winners. It's <laughs> <laughs> a and friend it's of getting, mine so eloquently puts and it's it. It's getting cold next week again, so uh, up and down right here in January. Back with us, final segment, John Morris, Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuel Studios. And I uh, meant to mention this with uh, uh, Kevin when we had him on, but Oklahoma schedule, Oklahoma basketball, they've lost three in a row. They play Baylor tomorrow. Their next game is at West Virginia next week. Always a tough trip. And then uh, Saturday week is the Big 12 SEC Challenge, and Oklahoma is matched against number two Auburn in Auburn, Alabama. Wow. Yeah, how about that? Congratulations, you get Auburn having uh, one of the best seasons in school history. And I should know this, but Baylor gets? Alabama. Okay. At Alabama. Okay. Yeah, that is uh, Saturday week, 3 o'clock game on the 29th. Has Baylor played Kentucky in that? Um, We did one year. It was the... It was before the Big 12 SEC Challenge was all the games on the same day, mm-hmm. which is what you want. I mean, right. Big 12 SEC owns the day on ESPN. Right, they just show them all day long. Yeah, yeah. it was before that, and it was the game at AT&T Stadium. So oh, it would yeah, have been, yeah. I'm not sure what year, 13 or 14 maybe, and it was a doubleheader. The Baylor and uh, Kentucky women played, played four overtimes, and then the Baylor men in Kentucky uh, played late. Yeah, no offense to Alabama, but – Man, I, I would have really liked to have seen Baylor and Kentucky play. I would. You know I would. <laughs> yeah, of course. I know you would. I definitely would. I just as a, as a fan, that that's yeah. – I mean, I like I said, Alabama's good, but I think as far as, you know, brand name national matchups, I think, you know, Baylor and, 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 and Kentucky would have been it. But, but you know what? The way they do these matchups, and they do them in the offseason, you try to kind of slot – like, number one. How you think they're going to finish. Or how they finished last year. Oh, yeah, I got you. So, Baylor was number one, and really Alabama had a better year than Kentucky. Much better year last year. Kentucky's bounced back this year. Right. So, that's how uh, that's how we got Alabama. That's how Oklahoma got Auburn. David Kay made the suggestion that he wished you could, you could save the day, you know, just the date. You know what the date's mm-hmm. going to be. And then kind of wait a little bit, and then uh, announce the matchups, so you can get you know better matchups that are more indicative of the way those teams are playing this year compared to matchups compared on last year's. Results. Yeah, I mean these are great matchups, but I mean how how great would it be if it was Baylor and Kentucky, and then Auburn and Kansas? Yeah, you know, 
You know, but, if you waited, I think Baylor would be playing Auburn. Auburn's oh no, you're right. Number That'd two in the nation two in the right country. now. They're that would sixteen actually, and one. Yeah, no, yeah you're right. Seventeen and one. And so you, I don't know. Have Kentucky and Kansas already played? Um, they, they they seem to. ESPN loves Kentucky and Kansas. I, I think I think they usually start the year with. Uh, like uh, you know, they might have early in the season. The, you know, that first yeah. two games with it's always Duke, Kentucky, um, and Kansas playing in in there somewhere or North yep. Carolina. Yep. You yep. know, uh, and then they switch in and out maybe one other team. Yep. Um so that I may think have they may have. I'd have to look at the schedule. So that's a week away. That's uh Saturday the 29th Baylor uh will travel to Alabama and the Sooners get the uh pleasure of going to Auburn Alabama to play the uh, Red Hot Tigers. Mentioned those two Auburn and Kentucky play tomorrow, Aaron. So that's a big game in the SEC coming up tomorrow. Kansas and Kentucky do play coming up January 29th. Oh, so that's their matchup. Oh, okay. So, In the yeah, Big 12 they did, SEC, okay. that's it. They, they, so, it is they Kansas. Get that. Okay. Like I said, ESPN loves yeah. those blue bloods. That makes sense Matched to have Kansas. If you, for ESPN, yeah. that makes oh, yeah. 100% sense yeah. for Kentucky and Kansas. And it's number 12 against number 7. You sure. Know? Yeah, like we said, all these matchups are going to be great. Yeah, very good. All right, so uh, that's a week ahead. Uh, the Big 12 SEC Challenge games coming up uh, next Saturday. Tomorrow, here's the way things look. A ranked Big 12 school in every game tomorrow. It's a triple header on ESPN2. So you could just camp out on ESPN2 tomorrow. Beginning at 11 a.m., West Virginia at number 18, Texas Tech. 1 p.m. on ESPN2. Oklahoma State at number 23, Texas. Cowboys won the first meeting between these two in Stillwater. And then at 3 p.m. on ESPN2, it's TCU at number 15, Iowa State. So back-to-back-to-back on ESPN2 tomorrow. Other two games are on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. At 2 o'clock, it's our game, fifth-ranked Baylor at Oklahoma. And at 3 o'clock on Big 12 now, it's seventh-ranked Kansas at Kansas State. It is the Dillon Sunflower State Showdown tomorrow in Manhattan, Kansas, and K-State tomorrow at 3. So that's the schedule of games in the Big 12 coming up tomorrow. Reminder again about the Baylor women, number 15 in the nation, hosting number 7, Iowa State. That is Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. in the Farrell Center. Uh, I would, uh, I'm going to ask Mrs. Morris, say, hey, you want to go to a game? We can sit together. I don't have to work. Go watch Baylor and Iowa State on Sunday afternoon. So we'll see what she says about that. Yeah, it's a big matchup. It's a, it's a very, very important game for the Lady Bears. Very big. It's not the end-all, be-all, you know, as far as the season's concerned, but a, a win would be huge. The Lady Bears who are no longer the Lady Bears, right? Yes. Baylor the, women's, women's basketball. basketball team. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, share some birthdays with you before we move out of here uh, in the 3 p.m. hour. Mm, looking at the list here, happy birthday today to Mark Shepard, former Baylor basketball standout. Great guy, lives in the Austin area. We see him uh, fairly regularly. He comes up to games uh, as much as he can. Good family man, Mark Shepard, his birthday is today. Um, it is Kelly Barr Matledge's birthday. Kelly uh, worked previously at KCEN, news anchor there. Happy birthday to uh, Kelly Oh, it's Janice Teagan's birthday. Um, Janice is the, um, sorry to say, widow of Bill Teagan's, who did Oklahoma State basketball and uh, died in the plane crash January 27th of 2001. But it's Janice's birthday today. Happy birthday to her. 
Um, Brandon Hamilton's birthday, previously at uh, KWTX TV. Marika Vandemark's birthday is today. Marika from Baylor Volleyball, engaged to be married. Um, great career for Marika here at Baylor. And who else? Uh, Dr. Mark Beard's birthday is today. Happy birthday to uh, Dr. Beard. A lot of folks, I think, will know him here in Central Texas. Look at one other list. Brian Tarter's birthday today. Brian worked with us in athletics way back, back when we were at uh, at Floyd Casey Stadium. So there's some birthdays. Aaron, anybody to add to the list? Do have a few today. Golf legend Jack Nicholas turns 82 today. Wow. Um, Let's see, where is it at? It was, they had it down in the bottom in a list of, I guess, what they consider minor celebrities. And usually I don't take out of that. But, right. But there's a few that stand out. Like, and uh, today is one of those days. Billy Ocean ah. is 72. Now, nice. if you're a younger listener, you probably have no idea who Billy Ocean is, but he was a huge pop star yeah. in the 80s, best known probably for his song Caribbean Queen. Yeah. He had uh, quite a few number one hits back in the day, but. Uh, I loved his music growing up. He is 72 today. And Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon, nice. NBA Hall of Famer and top 75 player of all time, is named recently by ESPN, is 59 today. How about that? So uh, congra- uh, congratulations and happy birthday to the Dream. That's a good list. That's a really good list. All right, we got to move out of here. Appreciate you being with us. Stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next. Plenty coming up with Matt from 4 to 6. Remember, weekday mornings, Tom Barfield and Ward White's on Game Time. We'll talk to you tomorrow from Norman. Lord willing, back with you Monday at 3 here on ESPN Central Texas. You guys might have recognized my voice there.